0: Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There's no off season, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this on the 27th day of September 2018 at Homer Field of Willie Mays Ballpark in Atherton, California, the home of Willie Mays, the greatest baseball player of all time. Well, I'm here. There's a wonderful Little League park. I have a couple of pictures here. If you go follow me, you'll see I posted a few of them here. And it's always kind of eerie when you see a, a, a Little League field when it's not Little League season. The fence is down. The field isn't as well-tended as it is during the regular season. And it's a sense of baseball is gone. And it's gone from this park, which is named after Willie Mays. And pretty soon... This season will be gone. The twenty eighteen baseball season is wrapping up. Now, what will happen? Boy, what's going on with my voice today? I hope you appreciate it. I paused the recording while I coughed a little bit. You don't need to hear that as you're off you run on a treadmill, you're over at Trader Joe's picking up turkey bacon. That the season is wrapping up. The only thing anyone's gonna remember. Or tends to be the only thing I remember from a from a baseball season, is what happens in October. That's the main thing you think about. You think about the playoffs. You think about the championship. You think about who gets crowned. And and, but the regular season is coming to a close, and there's going to be you know up the street you got the Giants. They're wrapping their season up. Yeah, you know, we're not going to have any more Mike Trout. We're not going to have any more Jacob Degrom. Think about the 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 Cy Young contenders. How many of the Cy Young contenders are going to be not participating in the postseason? Max Scherzer won't. Jacob DeGrom won't. Blake Snell won't. I mean, all. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Verlander will. Kluber will. But I mean, there's so many. Uh, Aaron Nola won't. And we're wrapping up. And you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the day-to-day fun of each team playing. I know I do. Now, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm waxing nostalgic about baseball, but I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here because I'm I, I trying to follow the National League this year. And it's been a exercise in futility to try to predict even the direction that things are going in. And it got me thinking about a movie there's some movies that you most movies you see follow a plot. This leads to this leads to this leads to this. I mean, whether it's a you know, whether it's a rom-com, whether it's a drama, whether it's a superhero film, uh, I rewatched the great 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum and Leonard Nimoy. It's a great movie. And it follows a progression. This leads to this, leads to this. And then you can kind of see, you can understand where it's going. And then there's some movies that subvert that sense of expectation. This leads to this, and it's building up to something, building up to something. What it builds up to is something that you're not expecting. Sometimes it's a great twist, like the sixth sense. And sometimes it's a rug pull that makes you go, wait. Wait, what what happened? Like, No Country for Old Men. I'm not spoiling the ending of any of those movies. I'm just telling you, you're going to walk away feeling, having feelings. And then I was thinking about a movie, which is now amazingly 18 years old, called Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. And I remember I saw that movie, and I thought I was following it, but then... You know, David Lynch is a very strange. He does a lot of strange things. You know, Blue Velvet and Twin Peaks he did, and he'll throw curveballs at you. And as I'm using a baseball metaphor for the movie metaphor within the baseball metaphor, and you think you're following, and at one point you're going like, oh, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. I remember the first time I saw that movie, I felt like, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm, my brain is melting. And then I saw it again, I've actually seen it many times, the film I love, and I realized I was watching it wrong, because there's some sort of mechanism that's in our brain that thinks I'm going to predict what happens next, I'm going to point to what happens next, and and this film, Mulholland Drive, refuses to let you do that. Refuses to do anything in the movie that allows you to predict what happens next. And instead, what you're supposed to do is just let it unfold. Because if you let it unfold and quit trying to predict it, it takes you places emotionally, viscerally, that at the end you go like, wow, that was an amazing experience one that I should not have been trying to predict all along. Instead, I just should have let it flow. Let it unfold, because it is unfolding, just not in a way that you can predict, and not in a way that can, and in a way that defies explanation, but in the end, if you allow it to do it, it becomes a very satisfying experience. Why am I talking about Mulholland Drive? Because this year's National League has been the Mulholland Drive of pennant races, Anytime you try to predict it, you think there are patterns, you understand where it's going, you say, ah, this is the direction it's going, it subverts and it goes in a way that you didn't understand, in a way that you couldn't comprehend. And instead of sitting here trying to predict it, maybe we should just let it unfold and realize it will end. There will be an ending to the National League pennant race. It won't be anything that we could have predicted. It isn't anything that that any patterns that are visible to us now, that it's not following any patterns. It's just going to happen. So the sooner we stop saying, "Oh, trying to say, oh, this team's on a roll, oh, this team is dead, this, that, the other thing, no. You can't do that. All those rules are over because this is the Mulholland drive of pennant races. Now, there, if these two simple events happen, if the Phillies win and the Pirates win today, then we will be going to the final weekend of the season with the National League Central and the National League West deadlocked at the top with three games to play. We would also have an airtight wildcard race with the Cardinals hanging around, and they would be, they would be, let's see, one game out. I just got rid of another cough that you didn't have to hear. But the reason I bring up the Mulholland Drive is that there are no, the, the patterns of how it's unfolding is so wonky that it, you just sit back and you're like, okay, I, I don't get what's happening. I don't get what's happening. Because remember, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, the Rockies looked like they were going to be the juggernaut. They were just, they couldn't stop winning. They were about to overtake the Dodgers. And they've won, They they're on this amazing winning streak. But they faced head to head the Dodgers. They went. They lost five out of six games this month head to head with the Dodgers. On September nineteenth, okay, just just about a week ago, the Dodgers got the Dodgers swept Colorado. Do you remember that a week ago? They swept Colorado. They were ahead by two and a half games with ten games left to play. Meaning that you know, with less than two weeks to play and no head to head matchups, the Rockies were reeling, and the Dodgers were in control. The Dodgers built up a two and a half game lead, they were starting to pitch well, they were starting to hit well. the Rockies it looked like a knockout blow, and then they fell behind St Louis, and all of a sudden, the Rockies had this wonderful season looked like they just shot themselves in the foot. Do you know what they've done since then? Since that moment where the Rockies were knocked out, the Rockies have played six games. Six games. Not only have they won all six games, they have a run differential of plus forty in those games. And now they are in first place by themselves and have a magic number of four. You understand that the Dodgers have not played badly recently. It's not like the Dodgers have been awful. They had a big come from behind win against the uh, Colorado Rockies on, uh, what was it, on, uh, was it on Tuesday or on Monday? One of the days. They had a big come from behind win. or am I Yeah, they had a big come from behind win on Monday. Then they lost on Tuesday. Then they lost last night. The Cubs had everything lined up. Everything was perfectly lined up where they built up a lead against Milwaukee and made all the right acquisitions and had the best record in the National League. They still do have the best record in the National League. But they're only ahead by one game in the loss column to Milwaukee. And if Milwaukee happens, or no, if, if Pittsburgh happens to win today, and they, they damn well almost did yet last night, then they could be tied. Now, the Cubs are in the playoffs. They've clinched at least a wild-card spot. But the difference between having home-field advantage throughout the National League and hosting a wild card game against either Colorado or Los Angeles or possibly St. Louis is one game in the loss column. And you know, Atlanta at this point is the they the only thing certain in the National League playoffs is we are the two three things are certain. We know the the Brewers, we know the Cubs and we know the Braves are in. The only thing we know for sure about the seeding is the Braves are going to be in the division series. We don't know if they're going to host it as of right now they would host it they would have the home field advantage as of right now it would be Braves-Rockies but only one game in the loss column separates them from hosting and not hosting The difference between we have, we're going to, if you're going to win the National League pennant, you got to win in our house, and we have to win this one game or our season is done, is one game with four to play. And no discernible patterns. Nothing that you can cling on to. Cubs are playing great baseball, playing on, a, on another level. Boom. They drop a few games, and next thing you know, their hold on first place is tenuous. Dodgers show that they, they belong in first place. They look like they—when they beat the Rockies and built up a two-and-a-half-game lead with 10 to play, the Dodgers looked like the team to beat. The narrative seemed clear. It was, yes, the Dodgers had injuries— The Dodgers stumbled, the Dodgers had lots of issues, but now everything's clicking and they're the team to beat. Here we are six days later and they would be in the wild card game as the visiting team. Mulholland Drive. The guy behind the dumpster in Mulholland Drive popping out and scaring the living hell out of everyone. And then you don't see those characters again. See Mulholland Drive. If you have seen Mulholland Drive, and you hear me reference the guy behind the dumpster, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Probably the freakiest scene I've ever seen in the. I, I jumped when that happened. It gave me nightmares. That scene. Just like some of these teams are gonna, have, some teams gonna have a nightmare. There will be a play that it will boil down to you threw to the wrong base. You walked the wrong batter. Something like that's going to happen. And the thing about this last weekend, which has a chance to be just truly bizarre and and truly possibly have a final day of the season that makes no sense or only makes sense if you take a step back, kind of like Mulholland Drive, is the fact that one team will have their entire season defined by something that we don't know yet. We don't know what that image will be. I'm having a specific flashback to 2011 when the Red Sox collapsed down the stretch. And friend of the podcast, Jason Keitel, was asking me, during that stretch. Said, Is this one of the great collapses of all time? Is this one of the great collapses of all time? And I said, I can't answer that yet. And he thought I was avoiding the question. I said, no, I can't answer it yet because I don't know how it ends. If the Red Sox made the playoffs as a wild card team, even by the skin of their teeth, it would not have been a collapse. And if they didn't, it would be a collapse. And we saw that it was once the Red Sox were one swing away from winning a game, and the Rays were one swing away from losing that game. Those two games going on. If those two simple facts happen, swing and a miss, swing and a miss, the Red Sox are in the playoffs, and nobody remembers fried chicken and beer. Instead, the Orioles came back. Carl Crawford dove too early, and the ball fell in front of him. Evan Longoria hit the home run a minute later. And that's the image that people have. That's the lasting memory of that 2011 collapse, which has been, the pain of that has been erased from Red Sox fans because two years later the Red Sox won the World Series. But, and the chain of events that led to the 2013 World Series began with that collapse. But that being said, we don't know what the image is going to be. We don't know what the visual will be for the end of this season. It could be a walk-off homer. It could be a blown save. It could be a dazzling you know, guy going from first all the way to home and a ball hitting to the gap. It could be a guy thrown out at home plate. It could be a balk. It could be an error. It could be a dreadful managerial decision. And one thing that I think we all have to realize is any attempt to predict it is futile, is absolutely futile. Up the street, up the 101, the Dodgers are going to come to San Francisco. The Giants know that if they clobber the Dodgers... That will knock them out of the NL West and have a good chance to knock them out of the postseason. The Cubs, who have clinched a playoff spot, are playing the Cardinals. The Cubs have a lot to play for. They want to host the division series. They don't want to be playing a one and done wild card game. Especially if let's say let's say it's Cubs Dodgers which I thought was going to be the NLCS for the third straight year. But that could be the damn wild card game. And the Cubs look up and they say they have to face Clayton Kershaw in a one-game playoff. The difference between that and saying we're going to host the division series is beating up the Cardinals. And wait, who are the Rocks play? Oh, the, the Brewers are going to be playing the Tigers. There's a, you know, the Tigers, bad team, 94 lost team. Could they reach deep in and say, hey, we're going to show some pride and not let them run over us? Or are they going to be like the Phillies and just, I mean, the Phillies are so terrible right now that, uh, you, you, I mean, I'm actually listening to people saying, should they replace Gabe Kaplan? I don't think they should, but I, I'm, I'm willing to listen to the thoughts. And then the Rocks are playing the Nats, and the Nationals don't want to finish, you know, 500 this year. They want to finish on a winning note and show a little bit of pride. This could be an absolutely dizzying final weekend. Now, it would be a little bit better if the A's were a half game out instead of one and a half games out. The Red Sox have absolutely nothing to play for right now. Uh, except to rest everyone up. You know, but they're not going to be swept by the Yankees. But I think the Yankees are going to probably take two out of three from the Red Sox because the Red Sox are going to be playing Pawtucket. And it's going to be too much for the A's to to do that, you know, to overcome all of that. And, of course, the strangest thing is the White Sox and Twins start the weekend off with a doubleheader. The White Sox, who are a 96-loss team. The Twins are an 84-loss team. Both of them are totally out. Why are you playing two games? (laughs) Why? 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 (laughs) Why is this happening? I don't know and neither do you. Kind of like trying to predict Mulholland Drive. Go see that movie. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Don't try to predict it. Just let it unfold. That's the case for Mulholland Drive. And that's the case for the National League pennant race. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, sort of on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You can be old school. Send me an email at info at SullyBaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. Talking about an 18-year-old David Lynch film while talking about the present-day National League pennant race, this has been Sully Baseball for the 27th day of September 2018. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Don't predict things, but I predict you can call me Sully.